With Virgin Media, you can build up the entertainment and tear down the price. Switch to Virgin Media today and get super-fast broadband and TV for just €49 a month for an awesome 12 months. The sale that stacks up. Now on. See virginmedia.ie and check out how our mobile sales stacks up too. T's and C's apply. See virginmedia.ie. 12-month contract. Offer ends 27th of February 2019. Hi guys, well from beautiful springtime in Salt Lake City, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on today's show, we're going to be talking about a uh, religious liberty, the, 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 the creep, the slow outward creep of religious liberty. Religious liberty on That's, the move. That, ladies and gentlemen, that is a code phrase. <laughs> Look for it all over the place. Anytime you hear the phrase religious liberty, that is not what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, uh, but first, we got other shit to talk about. <laughs> we do indeed. Yeah, I'm going to, I'll talk about, uh, well, we'll, you oh, know, you're what? starting. Wow. Yeah, like I'll, okay. I'll launch in. Okay. I thought I would. Yeah, no, just this nice time. Um, but I am going to talk about uh, religious liberty, actually. Oh, since you? Since we were on the subject. This is just in a okay. different way. Okay. Uh, have you heard of the state of Alabama? Uh, Alabama, Alabama. Uh, unfortunately, it's, it's uh, we've been there. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Not my, not my favorite state in the union. Uh, for no, there were there were oddities that were fun to see. Sure, sure, and I and lovely people. There were, we met the some very lovely people. Fantastic. There. Um, however, here's one of the re- here's one of the reasons why it's not my favorite state. Uh, their newly newly elected governor, uh-huh. um. Just signed into law a a bill that uh, that basically so it's it's an adoption bill, uh, HB. Oh, they're encouraging adoption. Twenty four. That's what they say they're doing. They're saying that they're freeing up adoption agencies so yeah. that to to make adoption easier. So far, so good. Yeah. Oh, you, is there an Alabama twist here? Oh, <laughs> there might be. Is that why you're bringing it up? Here's the dealio. Uh, basically, this is uh, this allows adoption agencies to cite their quote sincerely held religious beliefs oh. as an excuse not to let the queers adopt anybody. Uh, uh. So basically, uh, it is it is the it should be renamed the LGBTQ Discrimination Act, uh, Adoption Prevention Act, Adoption Prevention Act. <laughs> Basically, oh. this, I mean, it is so far-reaching. It will allow, I mean, so basically, adoption by gay couples and by, you know, trans people and stuff is still legal in the state. Okay. But adoption agencies, which are often um, Reli- religious uh, right. organizations. Religious organization that runs it. Right. right. Yeah. Can now discriminate. Can, and, oh. and, it's, and it goes so far that... A blood relative of the child, a grandparent of the child who happens to be gay, could be prevented from adopting that child. Oh, my God. Like, that's it's messed up. That's disgusting on so many levels. Um, wow. Because so an, now these... an adoption agency 
to some extent is kind of an agent of the state because you know the the state has an interest in yeah. making sure that these kids are well taken care of. Yeah, and that's part. And so, so like the the fact that they ha- they are now powered em- empowered to discriminate on that level is disgusting. So any gay person in the family. Yeah. Gay, uh, gay trans. Uncle. Gay uncles. Gunkles. Well, there's, there's always going to be a gunkle. But you, you're going to have a gunkle. <laughs> what, what would you do without a gay uncle right. in your family? Right. Uncle Arthur. Yeah. Isn't that who, isn't that who it was? Oh, Samantha. <laughs> on that one. Yeah. Yeah. What about Uncle Arthur? He'd be a great parent. Yeah. We're going to teach you about brunch. <laughs> so <laughs> today's the day. Today we're going to study fabrics. That's chenille. <laughs> Sweetie, go get, go get Uncle Arthur. I, want, I wanted to get a line in about uh, the mimosa ratio. But yeah. <laughs> yes. You and I have an ongoing conversation about this. I am gayer than you in that respect. I do love me a good a good mimosa. I don't really. I I uh, that's not what I want first thing in the morning. No, a bloody mary. Sure, great, fine. Yeah, mimosa. Mm. I I love a good mimosa. No, no, not really my thing. Not my thing. Well, that's horrifying, Dan, and I am uh, I'm outraged. And I saw this article. Hmm. I'll admit to it. I did see this article. Does it have the photo of the uh, horrifying grin on the governor's face no. while she's sign- signing it? The one I'm looking at, she's just looking down at a paper and signing it. No, there's this one where she is so fucking happy. And it's like, you are dis- That's the face of evil yeah. right there for yeah. me. You know. Let me tell you something. Uh, and we're going to talk, talk about this later on in the show in depth. But whenever someone says religious liberty in this country, they are not, they are trying to, they, they have one of two agendas. Mm-hmm. They are either uh, trying to enshrine their religion as the privileged and, and, uh, and most important religion, or they are providing cover for discrimination against somebody else. Uh-huh. They are never trying to ensure their own liberty. Because well, guess what, kids? But Your religious liberty is already completely protected in the United States. Right. But their liberty doesn't feel like liberty if they can't discriminate against people. Right. That's pretty fucked up liberty right there. Yeah. They want the, you have to... You, you don't feel free unless you're trampling on other people's rights. The religious liberty that I'm seeking is the liberty to, to be an asshole to you. That's the liberty I want. It's, it's it's disgusting. I want to practice that part That's of my religion. Not how you live in a uh, pluralistic society, like at all. Yeah. But they don't want that. No, pluralism is the opposite of what they're going for. Absolutely. What they want is meism. They want, and if they could have, uh, because I've been watching The Handmaid's Tale. Oh dear! On Hulu, ironically acted by by a lifelong Scientologist. Yeah, she's great though. Yeah, just a little bit of irony there. Yeah, but they're funny that way. They don't care what <laughs> roles their their members take if they're big celebrities. Yeah, they don't care at all. I mean, look at that Tom Cruise. Yeah, Ooh, look at him. But anyway, yeah, Elizabeth Moss. She's doing a, a great job. Okay, she is. Yeah, I believe it's it. a it's a it's a horrifying 
series. I need it, to read the it book. Wouldn't have been, read the it book. wouldn't have been three years ago. It would have been it disturbing. W- it would have been disturbing and interesting. Yeah. Now it's like your skin is fucking crawling. Yeah. Like the timing of it is just... It, well, they couldn't have timed it. It just happened. It just... Magic. And now it's, and now it's just like... <laughs> they're, they're both celebrating and going, Yeah. What did we do? Yeah. <laughs> did, did we make this happen? Yeah, I know. All right, Dan. Yeah, what do you got? Girl Scouts. Aha. Uh-huh. And the Catholics. Oh, dear. Uh... Catholics are Clash. notoriously against cookies. They hate cookies. They there should be a, there should maybe cookies. okay. Tell the story, but I'm going to say that if they're clashing, maybe the uh, the coming together can include a Girl Scout version of the blood of, of the body of Christ Eucharist there of, yeah. the, of the wafer. Maybe I don't know. Uh, ca- uh, the Catholic Archdiocese of uh, Kansas City. Uh, St. Francis, I think is what it was called. Okay. Uh, they have uh, decided to part ways officially with the Girl Scouts of America. Oh. Uh, they are allowing individual uh, parishes to decide uh, whether they will just immediately switch over to uh, American Heritage Girls. Uh-huh. Or if they'll f- allow the girls who are currently enrolled in Girl Scouts to phase out. Uh, allow them to go through and graduate from the program since they've put in all this time and blah, blah, blah. And rather keep them inside the diocese troop than send them out into go the Go to some heathen world, troop out there. Right? Who... Uh, so this is, of course, a reaction to the Girl Scouts liberal uh, abortion uh seeking abortion promoting ways and they, they're 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 encouraging they're accepting they're trans, trans girls and, and they, they they they're promoting it yeah they want they want these girls to be lesbians yeah, obviously who, who abort every baby that comes along even though lesbianism who, is probably the best abortion prevention there is right but these but you know what they the real agenda is that they want them to be lesbians but they want them to get pregnant on purpose for the sole purpose of aborting it's important it's it's the it's the liberal agenda it, really uh no, and I'm, and if you're a lesbian out there and you haven't been getting pregnant for the purpose of abortion <laughs> shame on you you're doing it wrong you're you're not you're not fulfilling you're not your liberal destiny. you're not liberaling correctly and we'll hear actually more about that uh later later later, later. uh the, um, there's an immediate ban uh well starting at the end of this school year on uh, any Girl Scout cookies being sold on diocese property. Oh, God. So the yes. schools and the churches, absolutely, under no circumstance can there be Girl Scout cookies sold there. And God help me if we even see a Samoa right. in a teacher's lounge. Right. Is, is brother, brother Jacob, is, is that a Thin Mint? <laughs> You've brought an abomination into the house of God. No, it's a skinny chocolate wafer. Say, say, say three hail marys and four our fathers, and eat that in the uh, eat that off property. Yeah, I wonder what the American Heritage <laughs> girls sell. Is it anything good? Like they sell saltines. <laughs> 
and soup. Cans of soup and saltines. They sell dry biscuits. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the... Yeah. That would, that would be good. Anyway, Heritage Girls, if you don't know what they are, American Heritage Girls, rather, uh, they've been around since 1995. And it is a growing movement. They have over 1,000 troops now and more than 47,000 members. So that's how many uh, homophobic... Uh, that's a tribute to homophobic parenting right there. And transphobic parenting. And transphobic. But transphobia is so new. It's so new. <laughs> As like a national yeah, they like didn't, movement. They didn't even I mean, know it's, that... It's existed for since... Trans people have existed, of course. I wasn't saying that. But, they, but you know, as a society, we really didn't even know that they were there to hate them. I know. The, for the longest that's time. That's what I'm tra- yeah. trying to say. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, you had Girl Scouts. I'm going to go with Boy Scouts then. Oh, really? And you had Catholics. Oh, I'm switching to Mormons. Oh, dear God. What are they doing? There's a lawsuit. Oh. Uh, there, a, a federal suit filed in Boise. Uh, oh. Naming as defendants the Boy Scouts of America and uh, the, the LDS Church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, basically saying that both organizations were aware of and did nothing to prevent the abuse of several boys. Oh, um, so the Boy Scouts, uh, basically, it said uh, the Church and the Boy Scouts basically ignored allegations uh, about at least three scout leaders who uh, who were known to have uh, been abusing boys during camping trips, etc. And uh, and did not protect the boys, did not do take the steps needed. Um, this was back in the uh, between the 60s and 80s. Oh, um, so it's been a while, but yeah. um and the and, and in fairness, the the Boy Scouts have have implemented much stronger uh, uh, protections since now. Then. Yeah. Since then, yeah. But even then, the Boy Scouts of America had a system, had a red flag system. They had files in place for people that uh, for for uh, men who shouldn't be allowed to work with children, mm. uh, and never once actually revealed any of that to parents or the the public oh wow so at least one of the men was uh was convicted of sexual abuse in 1998 mm. uh, meantime yeah the lds church you know it's so weird these church or these churches affiliating with these scouting organizations it just seems like a recipe for disaster why just separate it i don't understand it but like mormons are very into into the scouting thing Oh, yeah. To the point where the Boy Scouts of America a- ends up being the de- the de facto group that all of the young men have to go into. Well, yeah, like your midweek activities for for the young men is scouting. Is scouting. The girls go and like yeah they have, have their own church designed program. Right. The, but the church was get was lazy and didn't want to do it, and there was this other thing there, so they just fucking threw us all into that. The one thing, though, I think that's hard to accuse the Mormon church of is being lazy. It's, it's the one chance I have to do that. <laughs> Just let me do it. They were lazy this time. We, they, well, we they, caught thought, them in lazy. they thought they had a perfect program. Right. That was going to, that they could also manipulate and control. Yeah. Which is another thing. Yep. 
So anyway, this lawsuit, uh, it's actually, it seems they're demanding a jury trial and more than, and this seems like this actually, this figure actually sounds really low to me. They're demanding more than $75,000 for each of the plaintiffs. 75,000 seems really reasonable. That is reasonable. You always hear about like huge seven figure, uh, well, maybe they asks. just know that, like, I don't know. Maybe they there's maybe there's some math there. I don't know. I'm sure there is, but also, what I guess what I'm saying is that this this doesn't seem like a money grab. This right. seems like a We're trying to hold the organizations accountable. Right. So anyway, that's uh, that's happening. Wow. Well, churches are not great. No, they at aren't. protecting the uh, the chillins no. from predators. No, because they're good men. Yeah, they are. They're I know good, that man. They're, they're good, a good man. They're good churchmen. Yeah. Uh, all right, Dan. Yeah. Uh, this is a uh, this is an article about Oklahoma and their death penalty. Oh, did you know that Oklahoma has the highest execution rate in the nation, like per capita, or just per in, capita? Well, there you go. Doesn't they, surprise me. Yeah. They love a good killing. They, oh yeah. Well, actually, actually, it does surprise me because I would think that their downstairs neighbor, Texas, would be the one. They have such a large population in Texas. That's true, right? That, you can't kill the, them fast enough in Texas to no, get to catch up to Oklahoma. No. And, well, and I think if you actually did catch up to Oklahoma, you'd probably you, you'd have boy, you, you'd, you'd, be you'd a fucking uh, bloodbath. Uh, everybody in San Antonio would be dead now. I was thinking probably more like Lubbock. Okay. But there would be no Waco anymore. <laughs> the the feds would not have stopped at the compound. No, they just would have kept going. <laughs> just, just blown up. Plop, plop, plop. <laughs> just that's terrible, Dan. Instead of immunizing, they just go through like terrible. Yeah, that's terrible. Nonetheless, uh, Oklahoma has uh, been undergoing some hand wringing of late. Oh no! Uh, because you will recall they were the ones. With the really, well, there were a couple really botched executions, if I remember, but Oklahoma had the one where the guy was on the, on the gurney yelling, my body's on fire. <laughs> That's fun. After they injected him with the wrong drug. Yeah. So, um, here's a picture, Dan, I want you to look at. Oh, God. <laughs> Representative Mike Ritz. Oh, okay. Uh, tell but- me if he isn't gung-ho about killing people. Oh, my God. <laughs> Looks ladies, like he might sign up to do it himself. Ladies and gentlemen, a man just looked at my soul from a picture. How did he do it? I feel violated. I saw a picture and it knew things about me. He was he either what sells insurance. That that dude? What do he, what does he do for a living? Here, give guy? me the give me the picture. There you go. I'm gonna need that back though, Dan. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just Oh God. What the, he's gotta be in some kind of he could sell used cars. Oh, he's used car salesman. Or he could have like he could have a children's program. <laughs> with, but with, but he definitely molests them afterwards. Oh my god. Damn. <laughs> like like he has a beloved he's a beloved children's television uh, yeah. personality who definitely like has murdered a couple kids. Well, uh Oklahoma has uh, put a temporary moratorium on uh, state executions. Oh, no, Oklahoma. No, I know. Poor, poor inmates. Right. No, what's going to happen? 
so and they there's an independent um committee that with uh it's very pi- bipartisan and they started off with the assumption this this is where they started and i think this is actually really the best place they could have started okay considering that they had very pro uh you know state execution people right. death penalty people yeah and very anti-death penalty people okay right uh they started with the question of if or the assumption if we cannot ensure that no innocent people are executed then we should not be doing state executions yeah now that's where they started wow okay no more executions as far as i'm concerned well but these people are they're trying hard to figure out how do we make sure that we can kill the ones that deserve it yeah that you know need to actually they need to be folks, wiped off the face of the planet there's some folks need sins. killing out there yeah um <clears throat> what's really interesting of course is to me uh that they that that this very gung-ho state has actually formed a very reasonable approach yeah. to the whole thing of having a real discussion about this topic and it gives me real hope yeah that, that maybe we can just do away with this once and for all finally the majority of americans are no longer support the death penalty really yeah only 49 percent of americans support the death penalty 42 actively oppose and then there's this window where they just don't they don't know right but only 49 well, are like yeah, kill the bastards. Is it Arkansas that recently had their uh, their spree? Oh, yeah, their killing it. spree. Yes, boy, they had some fun because all because <laughs> so the gross. drugs that they use were going to expire, and no one will sell them the drugs anymore. Uh-huh. Good, so better Lord. better use it. We're running out. It's yeah. going to expire. We got to kill them all. Yeah, but it, it it this this topic, and we've talked about this topic a lot, and I just don't know how religious folk can support the death penalty. Have you read the Bible? It both it it could be used either way. I know, but like in a modern context. Yeah. I agree. I, I because if you if you look at again sort of what I understand the overall message of Christianity to be, mm. right? And the mechanisms of forgiveness and you know, pun, eternal punishment or versus eternal reward and all the all these concepts it's not i don't know how you can claim that it's our responsibility to to uh punish at that level yeah right like taking somebody's life i don't know how they can can justify it and yet you hear reading articles like this the religious folk saying things like well but punish we need to punish these people and it's like, I don't feel the responsibility, even as an atheist, to punish the worst of our criminals. What I feel the need to is to get them out of society. Right. And to put them aside. Well, killing them definitely gets them out of society. Well, it's, yeah, but it's probably again, the most effective way. That they're 100%, you know. No, you can't. Uh, that they 100% did it. Yeah, I don't believe in punishment at all. I, punishment, I, I, first of all, I've been reading a lot of, there's, there's a lot of really interesting psychology that's, mm. le- that's showing that punishment is mm. a, completely ineffective on humans. Hmm. It, hmm. Doesn't, it doesn't have the effect we think it does. Uh-huh. Even children. Whoa. Like all of the new, like child psychology is saying don't punish children. 
There are better ways to deal with with bad behavior, even the worst behavior. Have you you met a child these days? Oh, I want to punish all the children. (laughs) But I'm not raising them. Especially the ones who aren't being punished. Right. Well, no. They're out of control, Dan. Well, a lot of them are out of control, but... I I only I want to, I want being... to punish parents too, but <laughs> but only be, only for my but 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 and this this is my point. Mm. It's for my own satisfaction. Mm. It's not it's not to have any effect on them. Right, and that's what and punishment that's does. What this is punishment has effect. Has, punishment is for the uh, the is to satisfy the bloodlust of the victim. Right. Not to have an effect on the criminal. And this is where Oklahoma might actually be lucky because one of their uh, most strident anti-death uh, penalty um, and sort of most vocal opponents to the death penalty um, activists or whatever. Yeah. Uh, she actually had a loved one who murdered. was murdered. Mm. And she was able to work through everything that she was feeling. Yeah. She was a religious woman. So she, she went through the, you know, she uses her faith as an example and how she worked through and forgave this person, which is amazing. Yeah. Actually. Uh, and, uh, and that she does not want that person executed. Yeah. And so she has this ammunition because what you always hear for the pro, death penalty people is well yeah but if you if your loved one was killed you'd want that person to die right you you hear variations and on that theme and and she's able to stand up and say actually my brother was killed and no i don't want that person killed right and so they they at the top of their discussion they have somebody who's able to speak about forgiveness and and uh moving on and and letting go of, yeah. of these really negative feelings that most people want revenge for. Yeah. Which is terrifying and horrible. Yeah, I don't think revenge is very good. And I think that's what they want, though. Don't you? What? If you want somebody punished who killed your loved one, isn't that revenge? Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't, I don't like the concept of revenge. Yeah. I, yeah. It doesn't speak to me. Anyway, uh, I'm going to move on. Um, uh, Altruria Elementary in Memphis, Tennessee. Altruria, what is, wow, that's a name. Yeah. Uh, is, is in an uproar. <gasps> no. Because, uh, their Bible club has been shut down. Who would dare shut down such a thing? Right? Uh, Dan. Now here's the deal. I'd be outraged too. As you have, uh, as you and I have talked about, Bible clubs are okay on school property. It's fine to have a Bible club on school property that has been established in in U.S. law numerous times. It just has to be it, there, but there are rules about it. It can't be sponsored by the school school, right? right. Uh, but having club, that's what you know. This is why after school Satan began uh, by mm. the Satanic Temple to sort mm-hmm. of to 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 sort of as a counterpoint to yes. all of the, to all of these uh, Bible clubs. Well, this one's been shut down. The Fufurf had sent them a uh, a letter, uh, but they don't normally do that with a Bible club. This one was special. And the reason that this one is special is that they were sending home um, letters, like like permission slips, uh-huh. that basically made it just sound like when, you know, which 
slot do you want your kid to go to Bible's, Bible uh, club? Um, it, it never said, like, do you want your kid to go to Bible club? It was just like, when do you want your... One. Which Which part of Bible club do you want your kid in? And so that was weird. And Gross. it was offered by two of the teachers. Yeah. Two of the teachers in the school were, were, were giving the Bible club. Not good. Which basically amounts to an improper... Uh, an improper relationship between the school and this club. Yeah. So yeah. the Foofer sent a letter and the school agreed. And what? of course, of course there's uproar. Of course there's, oh. there's anger and whatever. Um, uh, the, Nate Kellum, an attorney for the center for religious expression. Oh, yeah. That's never a good sign. <laughs> said the message they are sending these kids is there something terribly wrong with you wanting to meet and discuss the Bible? <laughs> I love that quote. Um, oh the Fuffer f- f- said that uh, they're pleased about this. Oh, it's, it, yeah, it, it's, they're pleased that Bartlett City Schools has taken appropriate action to disband an unconstitutional religious club. Yeah. Uh, which was really just religious instruction by public school officials. Jesus Christ. Uh, the schools themselves, Bartlett City Schools, which is the uh, the overarching, the the district, I guess. Yes. yes. Uh, for their part, uh, when asked, said, per our our understanding, religious clubs at elementary schools must be sponsored by an outside group. To our knowledge, the K two Bible Club at Altruria was not. K two. While this club had been had been had. While this club has been postponed, we are working with the school to ensure the proper steps are taken to allow this club in the 2017-2018 school year. So it's not like, A, I don't think anybody should be too mad about this. Nobody should be mad. And I don't, I'm outraged. I also don't think that, uh, that we as atheists should feel like there's some giant victory here. Mm. I, frankly, shutting down a Bible club isn't that big of a deal to me. But making sure that the Bible club's operate properly mm. is pretty important. Yeah. But imagine all those poor Christians that are, Christian kids that are apparently getting the message that there's something very wrong with oh them. Oh my God. They're just going to be running loose now. No direction in their lives. They're probably going to turn to crime. Lost. lost. A, a life of crime for them now. Yeah. Yeah. A, a whole generation in, in this town completely lost. Oh, my God. It's just the worst. Damn. It is. It is. How, how can it be? Uh, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I've got a story, Dan, of a guy in prison who has been uh, working to appeal uh, his sentencing and all that kind of crap. As, as you do. Yeah. When you're in prison. Uh, and his... Uh, he's def- his his argument he's admitted to the fact that he is that he was a heroin dealer okay okay yeah he's just like okay let's just let's just i i was a heroin dealer great but but it was my religious duty to sell heroin it's a religion it's uh and he he claims that he and apparently he must have the article doesn't get into it or not but uh, that he had a nonprofit uh, established that uh, aimed to get the get heroin into the hands of quote the sick, lost, blind, lame, deaf, and 
dead members of God's kingdom. He's um, giving heroin to dead people? Apparently, yeah. Well, um, it can't do them any harm. <laughs> so at least... This, this argument has not worked in the past. <laughs> uh, the courts have, uh, you know, completely rejected this. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, he was up in an appeals court and uh they uh not surprisingly it didn't work it is interesting uh, though i you know what i think i think multiple times we've seen guys trying to do something illegal under the banner of of uh of religious freedom mm-hmm. dude just uh you, you can't you can't sell heroin but you you might be able to get away without paying taxes, so take that for the win. <laughs> what about that? Not that you pay taxes on heroin sales anyway. Well, I mean, the, if you don't want to run afoul of the IRS... you got to pay them Then something. you probably should be paying your taxes on your heroin. <laughs> on your... <laughs> um, Without, with, but with, you probably won't be able to get a bank account. No, it's, so it's an all cash business at that point. It's Did you see, was that John Oliver that went into that? Somebody recently had a whole thing on uh, yeah. how the marijuana industry. Yeah, yeah. They're they're caught in this weird limbo where they can't where they and have so they, to do they, cash. They can't they actually have to show up to the IRS with like barrel loads of cash uh-huh. to pay their tax bill because they can't they they can't even write a check. <laughs> right. Because the federal regulation on the banks won't let them get a bank account. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's uh, God, the things that people will try to use religion uh, to justify, right? Yeah. I mean, I say go for it. Okay. You know, maybe you probably won't be able to get away with selling heroin, but maybe there's some other shit you can get away with. <sighs> Claim religion. If they're going to do it, we should be doing it too. Anybody do it. Well, I mean, it definitely helps test the limits. Yeah. Of uh how far you can go. I feel like I feel like we should be encouraging all of our listeners whenever you get run afoul of the law in any way, find a religious liberty argument. This is my my sincerely held religious belief. Uh, if I go slower than the speed limit, if I go less than 10 miles an hour over the speed limit, uh, I feel like Jesus gets mad. <laughs> I believe that very, very deeply. Yeah. So uh, you should be able to argue that in a, in a society that values religious belief, Dan, so highly, right? Yeah. You should be able to argue for that. Yes, indeed. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you've run afoul of the law and think that that we can help you come up with a creative way to get you out of it using your your sincerely held religious beliefs. Right into it, right into us. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIatheist. And while you're there, search for the TGIA members only lounge or request to join. It is a closed group, though. Yeah, but, you know... We'll you'll, get in. You'll, you'll get in. Facebook tried to trick me on, in, on the members only lounge recently. Oh. Tried to say, "Hey, is this group about atheists?" And then wanted me to put a tag on it. And I was like, "No, idiot! The whole point is that it's not tagged. <laughs> it's a secret group, so that other people can't know that you're, so that nobody can tell that you're an atheist just because you're in the group." 
That's the whole point, dummy. Wow. Anyway, we're working to protect your an- anonymity. Or your, your whatever. whatever. So there, take that, Facebook. Ha ha. Daniel. Oh, we've, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I don't know if you know this, but, but the liberals out there, they've got, a, they've got an agenda, kids. They're, they've got... <laughs> it's not just educating your children. It's definitely not STEM. Like, they don't care if, you know ma- if your kids oh, know no. math. Liberals care nothing about <laughs> science, technology, they don't, they engineering. They don't care if, you, if your kid leaves the school able to read. Here's what they care about. Kevin Swanson's going to help us out with that one. The state has an agenda with your children and friends. I realize that this may sound a little bit hyperbolic. It may sound a little bit of an exaggeration. I don't think it is because I think if you begin to see the trajectory of where things have gone and you just draw it out for the next five, six, eight years, you're going to find this is the agenda. The goals of the educational program for your kids in the public schools, the goals of the world for your children is that your kids be transgendered and communist by 20 years of age. You think I'm overstating the case, Steve? Boy, I, I don't know. I mean, if you take out the line from where they start, you know, several yeah. years ago, and you continue on to you its logical end. Draw that line out for the yeah. next five, eight years, friends. Of course, of course, this is the agenda. Parents, just get serious about it. Do you want your kids transgendered and communist at 18 years of age? Is, is that your goal? If it isn't, then maybe you ought to bring a different vision into the education of your children. Wait, that was my goal. I, w- I want my kids to be transgendered and, uh, and communist. That's terrible. I just love that. I love that it's, it's so apparent. Well, if you just I draw t- the line down. All you have to the, do is draw the, the line. Clear trajectory here. Open your eyes, people. It's obvious. Ugh. Don't it be is, blind to this one. It's obvious yeah. that what they want... Yeah, they're trying to create a, a, a generation of trans commies. I just feel like that's just... Like, nobody can believe that, can they? They can't actually fall I, for that. I don't know. Like, someone you, at home is sitting there going, Oh, God damn it, what are these liberals going to do next? Yeah, just, God, they're just so ridiculous. It's just amazing <laughs> to me. Yeah. How? How? You'd have to. I don't know what you send kind a of kid to school. You'd have to. They come out. home with whatever homework they come home with, and then you look at that and you go, "Yep, they're trying to make them trans <laughs> and communist. They're trying to make little Jimmy become a, a girl. It's it's pretty obvious when you look at this math homework. <laughs> when you when you really look at it, when you look behind the, uh, the when you look sort of. Between the lines. Right. They're definitely trying to make everybody trans. Boy, they're fitting a lot in between those lines. Although, a, a, lot, of those, a lot of those liberal parents oh. would say, no, that's not what we're trying to do. But I wouldn't mind if my kid were. And really, isn't that the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, these people, Dan. Why do we have to share a country with them? Why do, well, it's it it's the spice of life, Frank. <laughs> is it? It is. Really. It's spicy. We're uh, a spicy country. <laughs> Variety. Uh, 
It's out there. Uh, we had some folks write into us. Jeremy wrote in to say, I have a coworker that says he gets prophecies from God. <laughs> and he has told me multiple things that God has told him to tell me. Run screaming. I honestly don't know what to say to him when he does this. He's so deep in belief that there's no way to get him not to believe. I guess he's asking for some help here. Oh, you can do is ignore it. I mean, unless it's crossing some line, you can you, know. you can ask him not to bring that shit to you. Could yeah, I think that that's a reasonable thing to do. Yeah, could we keep our relationship professional? Right. Could we keep our conversations? I'm not on topic, please. I I, I you're fine to have your religion. Uh, I have no problem with you believing the thing, whatever you want to believe. Yeah. Just please don't bring it to me. Could be dicey depending on where this office is or yeah i mean places i mean uh, yeah what what you do is you invoke professionalism yeah i i just need you to stay professional with yeah. me thanks uh yeah maybe some leading by example or well as well you could also lead you, you could also take his lead and get prophecies of your own oh yeah you can you can be you can be inspired by god too competing prophecies yeah be yeah. like, you know what, uh, Sam, I, I have to tell you, I had a dream last night, and it I believe that it's about you. And it says that you need to move to Texas. Yeah. So you really should think, pray on that and, uh, and decide if that's <laughs> really what needs to happen. But I'm pretty sure God was telling me that you have to move to a different state. So Wow. Why pretty, did God tell you that? Pretty important stuff. No, God didn't tell you that. God did tell me that. <laughs> Sam, move to Texas, Sam. God said so. God said, if you believe in your God. Yeah. Because it was your God who told me that. Yeah. Your, well, it wasn't mine, actually. I don't believe in God, but God, I don't, be, I don't have a God for me, but your God came to me. Yeah. And said, hey, I'm Sam's God. Said, hey, you know, Sam, I've been telling him a bunch of stuff. I wanted to tell you something for him. he's missing all of it. He's not hearing. It's been a lot. He's not hearing the whole message. <laughs> and the most important part of it is he has to move away to a different <laughs> place. <laughs> I think we've solved Jeremy's problem, don't, don't you? I think, we've done a, I think we've done a great job. Yeah, that's great <laughs> advice. <laughs> So yeah, you're welcome, Jeremy. Woohoo! Hey, we we have a voicemail, right? We do. Um, a uh, a listener actually was here in town and uh, just called to tell us about her experience. Hi, Frank and Dan. This is your longtime listener, Teddy, calling. And I just wanted to tell you that although I'm from the East Coast and recently in California, I'm in Salt Lake City for a business trip and made my contact take me to Temple Square, so I finally got to see what all the fuss was about. Uh, impressive amount of wealth and real estate, but uh, I knew a lot about the Mormon faith, and my uh, companion was very surprised that I could uh, tell who the angel Moroni was. Um, but, phew, what a bunch of BS. Anyway, it was fun. Thanks. Bye. What do you mean, BS? <laughs> There's so many very nice, smiling, happy, kind people willing to tell you how not BS it is. How could it possibly be BS? All of those sincere young women can't be wrong. <laughs> They're so sincere. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, if you ever do come to Salt Lake City, definitely go to Temple Square. Uh, you will be accosted by nice, uh, smiling young women. 
Yep. Who will? Who, whom wanna, whom wanna you give, can just wanna, you can ask them to leave you alone, and they will, and they will. Yeah. Or conversely, if this is your game, ask them to show you around. They'll tell you everything you want to know. Yeah. You, they will. They will. They will well, be so happy to guide you through anything. Private tour guides. Yeah. Yep. In whatever language you, you're interested in. Like, yeah, they'll find someone. They'll find somebody who speaks your native tongue. Showed up from the Philippines. Tagalog. There it is. Here you go. She's out there. She will cut sister so-and-so is on the premises. Just come scurrying over. Oh, she will be so fucking excited. <laughs> Mandarin? Fuck yeah, they got some Mandarin oh, speakers. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. Yep. Uh, yeah, enjoy that. And then go see Space Jesus. He's there. There's Space Jesus. There's there's the unbelievably large Meganacle. Yeah. I go there shockingly frequently. Why? It's pretty. I don't know. It's a nice place to just, just sort of... wander over and wander it's a, in? It's a nice place to go for a walk. But I don't just, they have to... Oh, but you don't go in. To what? The, the conference center. No, no, no. I no, I meant Temple Square. In oh, okay. I go there. I go there, and I go for walks. It's it's huh. near me, okay. and it's weird people watching that I get such a kick out of. Yeah. And I I'm usually listening to an atheist podcast as I meander okay. through there. It's kind of a, this delightful thing that I do. I do like the Tabernacle for some reason. Yeah. I go do. go listen to some organ music for yeah. free. Yeah, they do it's that. Nice. Yeah. Hi, Frank and Dan. This is uh this is. Roy writing into us, but uh, spelled with an I, so less cowboy-y than, King. One, than one would think. Right? Doesn't raw, raw yeah, um, oh, in French mean king? King, I yes, so. yes, indeed. Anyway, Roy says, I'm a new listener, and I was super excited to hear the question uh, about alternatives to AA in your, in your mm. recent podcast, mm-hmm. uh, because it was my bad experience in AA that led me to embrace my atheism and find your podcast. So that's interesting. Uh, two resources most useful for me have been Smart Recovery mm-hmm. at www.smartrecovery.org, an alternative recovery program based on rational emotive behavior and uh, behavioral therapy and cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm. Uh, they provide scientific information, explanations, and practical tools that can be very helpful. Mm. And AA Beyond Belief. Uh, a website and podcast with hmm. tons of information for non-believers. A-A-B-B. Yes, there you go. At aabeyondbelief.org. Hmm. Uh, it's mostly for people who want to be a part of the atheist agnostic AA community. Um, so there is like a space within AA that's sort okay. of carved out for that. Okay. But not really. It's... Uh, they still want you to have a spiritual experience. They still like AA right. is centered around this idea that you have to have a spiritual experience in order to stop drinking or in order to stop. So they only do the 11 steps. Yeah, exactly. No, they still want you to do that. That other I'm saying s- this, this one. Right. Beyond the AABB. No, that you still have to do the, the, the 12th step. It's just you do it in a tricky way that doesn't involve Jeebus. It's a yeah, different. Okay. And and your that's illustrated. Power is your right, Roy. Roy pointed this out. Uh, Roy said, um, "I'd like to share my experiences. Uh, th- these were a few of my AA sponsors' responses when I finally admitted I wanted to try a secular therapy-based approach uh, to address these the crippling anxiety I experienced in the months after I stopped stopped self-medicating oh. with alcohol." Yeah. Quote: If you really wanted to be sober, you'd be willing to believe in God. 
You don't have to believe anything right now. You just have to be willing. Jesus Christ. No, thank you. Or, quote, if the spiritual awakening isn't working for you, you must not want sober sobriety badly enough. Oh, no. You have to really want it. So what Fuck if you have them. to suffer a little until you get there? Fuck them. Or, AA isn't an I program. It's a we program. <laughs> Anything you try to do for yourself will fail. Look where your self-reliance got you before. There's no we in team. No. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) I I love when people... My favorite response to there's no I in team is to say, yeah, but there's a me. Oh, yeah. Just not... You just have to rearrange it a little bit, but yeah. Uh, Or here's the final quote. I need to warn you. If you don't stay in AA and do the 12 steps with a sponsor, terrible things are going to happen to you. Oh, gross. But don't worry. The fellowship isn't going anywhere. You can <laughs> always come back. Uh, Roy says, I walked away and haven't had a drink since and found exactly the help I needed in smart recovery. Excellent. Of course, not everyone in AA is like that. Uh, but in reading and listening to the, to the stories of other former m- members... Many people across the country have, have had very similar experiences hmm. because of the things she said, because the things she said are in line with the book uh, that the program is based on. AA was born out of an evangelical Christian organization called the Oxford Group, and the remnants of that can definitely be seen in some of the people who stay in it. Hmm. Hmm. Well, congratulations, Roy. Yeah, congratulations on your sobriety, yeah. and, uh, and, and thank you uh, for, for continuing to help our our brothers and sisters who who may need help with with recovery. Yeah, absolutely. Addiction's tricky, man. Mhm. It's fucking hard as shit. Mhm. So yeah. uh and you know, anyone dealing with it, I I got nothing but but love for you. Yeah. It's some rough shit. Yep. Uh so there you go. Um do we have anybody to thank this week? Uh we do. We have uh two new patrons on patreon okay uh both uh both these are coming in at the faithful level we have faithful donors uh oh my i might need glasses uh danilo and brent so thank you uh to the both of you yeah thanks Uh, so much and thanks of course to james uh our lord and savior oh Uh, he continues to be our top donor uh, nobody seemed, nobody's able to unseat James so far. He is... James gives... Our a, Lord and Savior. A good chunk of money per episode. So, yeah. We... It's, we, it's going to take somebody who's really committed yeah. to, to unseat James. Uh, so thank you, of course, James. But we don't value any of our patrons any less than any other patrons. No, of course not. Honest. They're just but not... They're just James not is, magic. They just can't... <laughs> pro- Produce miracles. He can't walk on water. Right. Uh, whereas James is capable James. of miracles. Yeah. And wa- water to wine. Yeah. Folks, you want this guy at a party. If you know James, you are a lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> um, All right. And if you'd like to become a patron on Patreon, you can go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com, and uh, click on the support tab, and you'll see information there on how to do it. Uh, and uh, once you arrive at Patreon, You'll see different levels that you can uh, support at, including rewards that you get at that level. And all patrons 
gain access to a commercial-free version of the show. Indeed, it's true. Uh, uh, So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, guys. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the other people. Amen. Amen. Well, Frank. Dan. Uh, news was made uh, on this week. Oh? When, when one President Donald John oh. Trump. Oh, my God. That's not, it's uh, not easy to say those, I, I, that I, phrase. It still doesn't work for me, Dan. He, he is our president, and he signed an executive order for religious liberty. Now, we talked about this earlier. Religious liberty in this country means making sure that Christians are privileged above all other humans. Oh, yeah. That's what that means. Because they they need, they deserve it. They is what really is. It's what the founding fathers wanted. (laughs) And to a lesser extent, Jews, but mostly Christians. Jews just, they they just kind of get a free ride. They they get a tag along. Well, they get like, they get a free pass. Like they get added to the word, so it's like this is a Judeo Christian society. They yeah. like they're, so so like they're getting a little bit of a head nod. They're fine, you they, know. They, 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 it's so, because the the enemy of my enemy is my friend, sort of thing. Like we all can hate Muslims equally. Well, I think Jews had carved out a place for themselves earlier. Well, than than our collective hatred of. Yeah. Of, of of Muslims, um, Jesus was a Jew. You Jesus was a Jew. You can't Christ- ever- Christians have a love hate relationship with the Jews. They love them enough to tack them on to Judeo Christian. Right. They but hate they- them well enough to uh, <laughs> say nasty things right. about them. They hate the fact that they control the media and oh, yeah. the banks. Yeah, which they definitely do. The Jews definitely do. <laughs> Uh, so this, uh, religious liberty executive order, basically now it is actually smaller in its scope than we thought it was going to be. They had, they had leaked out a, uh, an executive order that he was going to do back in like February oh. and it was in this and that one was like all about, it was, that one was a game of smear the queer. That one was all about making sure that re- all religious people could discriminate gleefully against gays as much as they wanted to the public street yeah sure whatever spit on them kick it's it's fine uh poke point your finger and they managed to not do that in this one so all it does okay interesting uh and 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 yeah so all it does is basically um it's it's for florists and pizza parlors well the first thing that it does is it Basically says we are not going to enforce the Johnson Amendment, which means we are not going to. It basically opens the door. It doesn't change the law. The law still says that a nonprofit cannot endorse a political uh, candidate. Right. But Trump's president, Trump's uh, federal government is not going to pursue that. Right. So that's what it does. Uh, it it's lovely that it's not uh, the discriminate against gay people bill. That's nice, but it's basically opening the door. Yeah, that one's coming though. 
Oh, well, I mean, that one's basically there. It's basically already exists. Yeah. Um, yeah, at least in Alabama. Um, here's a, here's a quote that I adore. I I don't know why nobody has, nobody has pointed this out before. Uh, this is, this is Trump saying as he's, as he in the Rose Garden surrounded by, I'm seeing a Jew. I'm seeing a Sikh person. I'm seeing, oh, a couple Jews. Mm. There might be a, was that a Mennonite lady in the back? Somebody, oh, no, she's probably a nun. Somebody with her hair covered, but she's a white lady, so she's not Muslim. So thank God for that. Um, and a priest. Anyway, uh, they're all in the, in the Rose Garden. Trump says, faith is deeply embedded. Uh, and by the way, you can tell when Trump didn't write his own, his own speeches. <laughs> Some presidents, they sound the same, whether it's them or their speechwriters. Right. I don't think Trump's speechwriters even try to get his so, cadence. Right. Because how would you? It's just stop in the middle of sentences. You can't write those sentences. It's hard to write. The number of uh, dashes, right. ellipses, <laughs> semicolons who knows required. If he, who it's, knows just, if, it's mostly punctuation. Right. Exactly. Who knows if Trump even knows what any of those things are? <laughs> he might start saying them. He might actually say uh, the dash, words. Dash, dash. What? what? Line... Dot, dot, dot. What is this, Morse code? <laughs> it is Morse code. Maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe every pause, he is, he is signal. it's not just dog whistles, he is signaling to the Russians. Oh my God, that's to how the, he communicates. To the Nazis. He's, he's more, far more brilliant than we're giving him credit for. <laughs> Here's what he said. Faith is deeply embedded, embedded into the history of, the, of our country. The spirit of our founding and the soul of our nation. Yeah, that's pretty grand for Donald Trump. We will not allow people of faith to be targeted, bullied, or silenced anymore. Oh. Really, Mr. Trump? Uh, would, would a Muslim person agree with your assessment? Is it, do, you, do you feel like that's... Because uh, it seems like the one that's doing the most targeting and bullying... Of, of of people of faith right now in this country is the orange one. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. He, the, he gives a, that, there, there's a new, uh, new meaning for the bully po pulpit. Right. Him. Yeah. 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 The only, the, the one who's discriminating most against people of faith in this whole country is the candy corn that lives <laughs> on Pennsylvania <laughs> Avenue. Oh, he's it's what a, yeah, it's well, amazing it's, to me that he that of course he didn't write that. No, <laughs> but the, this is this is how uh, how much nonsense they have that they don't even when they say these things. The only thing they're thinking about when they say the words people of faith is Christians themselves. Yeah. They don't. They can't even imagine. They don't. It doesn't even occur to them. I think the people writing it know, but they know they know what they're saying. Right. They're they're yeah. They're duplicitous I mean, enough. I think so. Yeah. Somebody like don't you think like Steve Bannon. He knows exactly what he's saying and why he's saying it that way. Probably right. Whereas I think the. I mean, and you're right. The rest of them don't. There's a bunch of dum dums. And there are a bunch of dum-dums in his White House. Yeah. So maybe they do believe it. I don't know. I don't know. Dum-dum in chief, I would very much believe that if you said, hey, what, what about Muslims? He would be like, oh, yeah, they're great. He would just, 
I don't know. In any know. depending on who he's talking to. Well, that's the, the that's the amazing thing about depending him. on the paragraph that just came prior. Right. Right. Does he have in his head terrorism? Right. And terrorists, therefore, Muslims. Right. Or did he so just Muslims bad? Right. Or did he just meet a nice guy? Who yeah. Happens he's to like, be oh, Muslim. Muslims are great. Right. I like Muslims. Some of my best friends are Muslim. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I just had a meeting with them. What Muslim. were they talking about on Fox and Friends this morning? That'll determine everything about what his attitude is, I, I, how he answers a question. I honestly didn't know that Muslims could be such good people. Yeah. Didn't know it. Chatted with this guy for 10 minutes. Now I think they're great. They're awesome. They're all very good. They're really good. Cool. Did, did you know that we that apparently we all believe in the same God? It's a religion of peace. That we're all people of the, of the book. I just learned that. I didn't know that. I just learned it. <laughs> the same God. They're monotheists. Did you know they're monotheists? <laughs> I yeah. didn't know that. Donald Trump does not know the word monotheist. <laughs> they have these five pillars. <laughs> I didn't know about these five pillars, but they're be- they're beautiful pillars. And I they're beautiful. And I know pillars. Let, let me, me tell, tell you, you these are beautiful pillars. Now Mar-a-Lago has twenty two pillars. I I checked. So <laughs> we got more pillars. But they they've got some pillars. I asked if they were Corinthian capitals or Ionic. Yeah. And uh, apparently they're 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 neither. They're Doric. But that's uh, that's a different discussion. Yeah, he definitely knows about the capitals of, <laughs> of columns for sure. He's super into <laughs> classical architecture. <laughs> um, certain uh, religions have responded to this. I'm going to mention our former religion's response. Oh, okay. uh, the 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 church, the LDS Church, the Mormons, has pronounced. Uh, that they, <laughs> I love this quote. We are always grateful for the efforts of leaders to safeguard religious freedom and protect the beliefs and religious exercise of all people. Uh, this is LDS church spokesman, Eric Hawkins mm-hmm. quote, the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has been and remains committed to political neutrality. <laughs> I can't even fuck get, them. I can't even get through the sentence. Fuck them. <laughs> Jesus. So they've Christ. declared their neutrality. So no, no, apparently they already declared it. Yeah. What I'm Which saying is, is they're brilliant. They're, they're not going to use they're not going to use this newfound power. Right. Which is which is not a power. They still no, yeah, well I mean I guess is there they're an legally there somewhere. Some fine print no. associated with this this Well statement. kind of. I mean they did say um they they said uh they they don't endorse, promote, or oppose political parties, candidates, or platforms. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Not not overtly. But they say they quote reserve the right as an institution to address in a nonpartisan way issues <laughs> that uh, that they believe have si- significant community or moral consequences, or that directly affect the interests of the church. Oh Jesus Christ! That means gays. Also, drinking in this gun in this state. Yeah, it means that they get they to get con- their marching orders. Oh my God! And they do. They have a whole system in place. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not the president of the church calling them up, telling them what to do. It's the lot church paid lobbyists who know how to talk to these guys. They pull them aside and they tell them what, what the church wants. And Let me tell you something. In the state of Utah, on, the, on Capitol Hill, when those two 
church-paid lobbyists, mm-hmm. they don't even have to know how to talk to them. They just say, there are many times when they just say, we're not addressing that issue this session. Right. And that's the marching orders. And they, they, they all obey. Yeah. They all literally get the word. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, there's the four Democrats who are like, nah, we're going to fight the good fight or whatever. But right. it's, it's worthless because there's, they, the church has enough power, clout right. with enough of the things that nothing gets done well, if the church says we're not doing and that. It was, who was it? Wadups? Who was the guy who kind of actually was honest as, as soon as he was out of the legislature about how it all worked? Just start, yeah, just basically wasn't Wadups. Revealed Wadups somebody else. There was this one guy. And he ended up blogging about it. And yeah, there's this understanding that your standing in the church is at risk if you run afoul of these two. Yeah. That they have that that they have the marching orders from the church. You better do what they say or else your temple recommend ain't getting renewed. Right. And the and and, and I mean it's just it's, that's how they wield their power. It is it is that overt. Yeah. It is literally just these two guys walk down the hall and say, and, and, you know, every now and then they'll say, you know, the church isn't worried about this. So you, right. you, you vote your conscience. Right, right, right. But if, if the but church, if the church decides, if, if the church decides that they don't want a bill on that floor, that bill doesn't get on that floor. Yeah. That's just a fact. Yep. Um, so yeah, their neutrality is intact. Oh, so, so neutral. S- it's it's the most neutral of all the neutralities. It's the neutralist. Yeah. They're the neutralist. They're so, they're so good at being neutral. So anyway, yeah. They're, uh, they're, they're the Switzerland of, of religions. Right. They're not going to, but, but they're not going to endorse any candidates, even though there's, there seems to be now the freedom to do so. All you not, have to do is be Republican. Not, they don't need to. Right. Exactly. The, the moment that they need to, they will. <laughs> Right, Maybe. like right now in the, it's really they they know where their center of power is. It's yeah. in Utah, and it's making sure that there are Mormons at the the Capitol in Washington D.C. Well, and they know also that they will they'll have more converts if they have an official stance of like, of course you can be a oh, Democrat, yeah. of course you can be a liberal and join our church. Of course you can for the first few years. They're sending, I mean, they're sending missionaries to like Norway and Sweden. They're, yeah. If if they say we are a conservative church, they're going to lose a lot of people. They're not, yeah, or, yeah. as though they're getting a lot of con- yeah, they're not converts. Con- in, a lot of converts there <laughs> over there. They're finding the one or two conservatives. Right. One or two people who decide to be midwives but don't want to do abortions. Right. Exactly. That's but but you know it, it is it. For those of you who haven't been uh, paying attention, there are lots of churches that have been endorsing candidates this whole time and just defying the IRS to come in and take away their tax exempt status, which is which is what they're at risk of doing. They're risking yeah. their tax exempt status. Uh, but uh, the the IRS hasn't been doing anything anyway. Right. So basically, this is just Trump saying, yeah, keep on doing that. It's lip service. Keep doing nothing. It's lip service. Well, it's more than that, because he is saying, don't pursue this. Right, but not like it was going to happen in the first place. Right. Yep. Yeah. And it will continue not to. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you have anything that you uh, would like to say, if, if there's a church in your area that... Is it that, that that's planning on uh, 
using this for their advantage. Oh, they can do anything now. Write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. It is indeed. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. And while you're there, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge. Or request to join. Uh, we'll let you in. We will let you in. Um, hey, thanks so much, speaking of Facebook, to uh, to Danny and to uh, Sarah and Amy for all of their hard work out there. And thanks to Mackenzie for all of the, the daily posting and the building of the community on our public Facebook. Yeah. Thanks to Gordon Johnston and the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine, fine music. And thank you, dear listener, for listening. We sure do like it when you do. Bye. Bye.